to Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for Scarecrow and Mrs. King fans. I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Lexi Fema, Jen Peterson, Miranda Thomas, and I'm Taya Johnston. You may recognize Miranda and myself. We are two-thirds of what was once Mrs. King's Closet, which was an SMK online store back in the early 2000s. And Miranda currently runs the smkfanfic.net site and the wiki archive sites. And then I have my Call Me a Cab site. So you might recognize our names from there. Our other two podcasters are somewhat new to the scene. Jen is a born-again SMK fan. Jen, can you tell us what that means? Yeah, I watched it as a young teen, I think starting when I was 12, and rediscovered it a few years ago and have been obsessed about it since. (laughs) Haven't we all? (laughs) And then Lexi, (laughs) new to the show completely, I introduced her to it late last year. It's really been love ever since. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hold down the millennial generation. Miranda and I are both uh, longtime fans since we were little. I'm couple years a few okay like four years older than Miranda um so I was 10 and you were six right Miranda I was a I was a little youngster I was you were a little baby (laughs) let's be honest I don't remember watching every single episode on the first run but I do remember like watching it with my mom and liking you know the entire show, not not just just the cute little sports boy. I liked the whole <laughs> show. I liked the, the 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 big spy man and the spy mommy and the idea that my mom could be a spy and I didn't know it. Well, and what's funny is I have a teenage girl who's a very into Scarecrow, Mrs. King. She's seventeen and she's got her friends into it too. Oh, that's so super it's, fun. it's transcending. Yeah, definitely for the, the, <laughs> yeah, the younger generations. Part. It's awesome. I love that. I think it's very cool. Yeah, I watched it when I was ten. Right from the start, I saw the preview and on TV like a few weeks before the show started. And I was like, okay, that I need to watch. And I made sure that I got watch it from the very beginning. And it was just awesome. I loved it from the, from the very start of it. She had to go claim it. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. At my house, you know, and this is back in the 80s, so it's probably hard for some people nowadays to understand. I mean, everybody's got, I mean, my son's got a TV in his room. You know, everybody's got a TV in their room. But growing up, you know, I, I had a family of, uh, you know, seven kids, and we had one big TV and then one smaller TV that my parents had in their room. So to, to get the TV, you had to claim it because whoever was in whoever was in the family room first got to pick what we watched. Well, I'd get home from school and make sure that I was the first one there. Then we would have dinner, and as soon as dinner was done, I had to make sure that I was first one down to the basement to to watch. And I would sit there and, and camp out. I mean, literally had to camp out. And we didn't have a bathroom down in our basement, so you had to be, you know, very you had to be ready to fight for it. You had to be ready. You couldn't, (laughs) you couldn't drink anything because if you had to go to the bathroom, you'd be in trouble. So I would sit down there and my brother, who was four years older than me, liked to watch on Monday nights, liked to watch A-Team and he would camp as well, but I was a better camper. So I got, usually got to watch it, but he would sit there and say, hey, uh, mom's calling you. I'd be like, (laughs) no, she's not. Oh no, she is. Nope, she's not. And then he'd like make funny, like, eh. You know, kind of trying to try and trying make to your get mom. me off my mark, but it it rarely happened that I didn't get to watch my show because I was you were dedicated to the cause. I wasn't going to allow it, so mm-hmm. yeah, so it was definitely worth it though. Cute. 
So this podcast will feature detailed discussions these diverse ladies about each of the 88 episodes, including some additional tidbits that we've picked up over the years, including fan fiction, continuity errors in the episode, fashion faux pas, guest star trivia, and some video recommendations. Also things to look for in the episodes that we found. We should note that this podcast is for people who have already been watching the show in its entirety, at least have watched at least once. While this podcast will focus on individual episodes, we'll also be referencing details that relate to other episodes. So, spoiler alert, there's Mm -hmm. going to be a lot of them throughout the podcast. This one and and many the future ones. For sure. So, if you are listening to today's episode, um, which is our inaugural podcast, we're happy and excited to say that we're debuting this on the 34th anniversary of Scarecrow and Mrs. King. So that's super exciting. We may or may not have done this purposely, but definitely October 3rd, 1983 is a day that stands out in all of our hearts because it's the first time, you know, well, I wasn't alive yet, but for those that were, (laughs) um, it's when they were introduced to Lee and Amanda, of course. So nitty gritty of the show, it was directed by Rod Holcomb. It was written by the show's creators, Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. Some notable guest stars in this episode are John Saxon as Dirk Fredericks. He is the intern affairs director and he's my personal heartthrob I think he is such a babe he's just like large and in charge and he's just got really good facial symmetry okay, so wait, large and in charge he's, he's just, so short I, he may be short but boy does he have some animal magnetism like just look at him he just <laughs> walks in and he throws the book at Lee and he's just like oh he's great he commands he the audience. I mean I would have enjoyed having him in every episode Oh my god. Honestly, Does he's such else? a babe. <laughs> animal man. I guess I'm immune to it cuz I do not. I guess all you it. see is Lee, but Dirk, boy, he's great. I enjoy wow. him being a guest star. What about you other ladies? Do you what do you think? I, I think that's the new generation. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was a nice way of saying no I way. Yeah. I don't know. He's just got such a good face. I just really like him. I I enjoyed that. I I have to say maybe that roped me in. Maybe it wow. just, I kept looking for more and more dirt. I don't know if that's impressive or I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> I just, I do like him. I think he's, I think he's a cute character. <laughs> So it wasn't it wasn't Lee, it was Dirk. That, that roped me in. I mean in. Lee made me stay, but Dirk <laughs> roped me in for wow. sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. Well, so in real life he was in a couple of shows and he's still active to this day, but something like Murder She Wrote, Matlock, Melrose Place, and again, as I mentioned, he is still working today. Another guest star as Mrs. Welch is Kate Reed. She was in Dallas. Um, That was probably her most notable other guest appearance. Uh, She unfortunately died in March of 1993. And then the last guest star we'd probably want to highlight is Thomas Babson, uh, who played Dean, Amanda's boyfriend. Yeah, he's... (laughs) He's kind of lame. Didn't really see right. him. Oh, goodness. <laughs> never got a well, real full. Yeah, just never yeah, never got a very clear. He was he was blurry in a couple scenes. But. Yep. So he was in Cheers, Saint Elsewhere, MacGyver, and uh, who's the boss? But he hasn't been active since '94. So actually, I did find out. A friend of mine did some digging, and he actually left showbiz and went on to coach women's ice hockey at Boston University. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Sounds yeah. about right. Interesting, huh? huh? So, yeah. So, if you were wondering what he was up to, that's what he did. But he's now he's like in his early 70s. So. so, we all know what happens in the first time, but I'm going to give you a little recap. A woman, housewife, awesome lady, <laughs> takes her boring boyfriend 
to the train station and is picked up by a super sexy spy in a white outfit and says, please take this to the man in the red hat. And as we all know, the rest is history. Lots of men with red hats. And so she keeps the package and the spy has to track her down. Story starts. Yay. A thing to to note in this, the show's intro, you're going to see a couple things that only appear in, in this first episode. And that's Mel Stewart's name being misspelled. He's the third one credited and they couldn't figure out how to spell his name. So instead of S-T-E-W-A-R-T, like it's supposed to be spelled, it was spelled S-T-U-A-R-T. Like I said, they subsequently they did fix it. There is a scene that is in this one in the intro of Amanda blow drying her crystal glasses and that doesn't appear in any of the other episodes at all so the episode starts off and it's super dark i mean it looks like everyone's having a really great time at this party a toga party I toga toga <laughs> Toga, <laughs> toga. Um, but yeah, it's very dark. I mean, I think they're really trying to get across the point that it's nighttime. Uh, they really accomplished that. So very dark. Good on them. And of course, then we see a waiter. It's hard to tell who he is, but obviously we all know who he is. Uh, he waits for everybody to go inside, and then he runs down the steps carrying his tray uh, to another to a party goer who is in a toga. Toga, toga. <laughs> Wait, Lexi, do you know what that's Is it from? Animal House? Yay. Woohoo! I know something. Yeah. Okay, and, yay. And you know that <laughs> the girl in, in Animal House is Martha Smith. You know what? I didn't. I haven't yeah. watched it She's since I started says, watching this. You, sir, are a P-I-G pig. Really? Mm-hmm. I will have to rewatch Babs. it with Francine in mind. Yep, yep. yep. Hmm. that's Babs. Um, okay, so uh, Warner is the man to hand off the package. He hands it off to Lee. The man in the white tuxedo. And then poor Warner. It's shanked. His, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. So dead. And then two two men uh, chase after Lee, who is on the run now with this package. And that's in the nighttime. Then it, it cuts to... Bright and cheerful morning in yes. Amanda's kitchen. Yes. And Dottie, Amanda's mother, is making something while she's watching the Colonial Cookery Show. And this is where we see it, Miranda. This is where we Phillip see and Jamie for the first time. <laughs> and so begins the great debate. The great Who's debate. The better? Who's, Who's better? The better well, boy? It's, it's, there's not a much of a, of a debate, Lexi, because <laughs> Jamie yes, is, is the cutest and most adorable. <laughs> They're both they adorable. are both cute. I just feel that Jamie is the more adorable one. <laughs> and I also feel well, that Jamie. So like, put it this way. A- there's a difference between adorable and cute. Adorable reminds me of a little itty bitty like creature that's soft and sweet. <laughs> cute is somebody that I want to take to the next dance when I'm in the oh sixth grade. God. There's a difference. Okay, see, there isn't a difference for me. I would have taken Mr. Oh, adorable he's so one. cute see, with I those big have. puppy dog eyes. The adorable one would be he's my friend. Adorable and cute. I would go over and both of you and take Dirk instead. And I'm sorry, but um, he's also <laughs> not an over actor. Oh, oh you I are just throwing it down. Drop the mic there. I dropped the mic. I feel that he was a little bit of an over actor. <laughs> You Maybe know what, not. though? They're only actual, in actuality, those two boys are only eight months apart. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they? Huh. Mr. Wow. Mr. Morton told me that himself. Oh, wow. Well, His well, birthday's well. in January <laughs> of 1973. Nice. <laughs> it's only six months <laughs> past before mine. <laughs> We're the same age almost. He's a little bit older. 
Wow. So then when's Paul's birthday? No <laughs> don't know, don't well, care. You said there's a lot <laughs> of eight, eight months. <laughs> All right, hold on. 72. 1972, and it would be, what, May? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay, now, thank you. Now, we see a scarecrow hanging, which I think is, I love the little little things that they hide in here. So they have the scarecrow hanging up, because this is supposed to be Halloween time, and... So Amanda comes down and she's in her nightgown and she's rushing to leave because she's going to take her boring boyfriend to the train station, Dean, um, because there's a, what percentage of rain? 35. There's a 35% chance of rain. He doesn't want to leave his car out in the rain. What? Super interesting difference right here between the script and what actually was shown. So believe it or not, in the original script, Amanda and Dean were married. So that could have caused... Heck of drama, I would think, in not only having her somehow go through the divorce, but there would have been no way for, I think, the public to reconcile any sort of chemistry or attraction between Lee and Amanda. And, I mean, the show certainly wouldn't have been what it what it eventually became. So, wait, wait, wait. So, in the original script, Philip and Jamie were Dean's kids, or Philip and Jamie were Joe's no, kids? No, 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 no. Amanda had already no, had Amanda and Dean, Dean King. yes. And it was their kids, and they she was married to him. The only only married to him, and those were his kids. Oh and, wow! And happily, and happily yeah. married too. It seemed they like. had some yes. yeah, some and, lingerie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. It was a lot hotter than Dean the boyfriend. Yes. Dean the husband. The attraction apparently was yeah. a lot. So thank uh, goodness, I Kate, because I believe uh, it's been rumored that Kate was the one who said, "No, they can't be married. She has to be divorced." And you know, because of the chemistry between Lee and Amanda, so. Oh, yeah, this, there. if they had done it the other way, this show never would have, nobody no would have watched it. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I wouldn't have watched it, because, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the allure, yes. is the will exactly, they, will they. Exactly, so that that would have been uh, really disappointing, and what a, what a waste of, of a good, fine specimen, like, <laughs> like Lee. Yeah, right? you never know, he could have been Dean. Oh, not a spot i know it would have been i mean the show would have just it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have gone on past the first season for sure right right (laughs) are you kidding the pilot never would (laughs) exactly okay let's move (laughs) let's move on so the opening uh scene in the kitchen cute jamie is uh making a sugar sandwich has anybody ever tried a sugar that sounds sounds so gross horrid no but i have heard that people do like miracle whip and sugar sandwiches that is so foul like that isn't even yeah i don't even know how you would come up with that sort of combination but i would not be trying it ever so then we get um then uh, her mother gives her a little bit of a hard time about uh, marrying dean and she reminds her that she's only been divorced for um, a year and uh, she needs more time and then dotty gives her that look of you know that mother look of I'm just looking out for you, sweetheart. There's mm-hmm. no, pressure. no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. And then all of them, all three of the, both the boys and uh, Dottie are looking at her like, that, that's pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then we jump to the train station um, where she's decided to venture out in her nightgown and trench coat to walk her, walk him to the, uh, to the train. Can I just say she's a stellar girlfriend? Not only did she go out in her nightgown to take him to the train station. She also got out and physically walked him to the train. Exactly. I would not do that. So exactly. just but shows the kind of person she is. But she only gives him a hug, so she can't be that great. 
<laughs> no. She needs to ask him for a job. Great. He's not. So he only deserves that, a hug. You know what? That's an excellent right. point, Miranda. That is an excellent Thank point. Because he is boring as heck. True. And yes, we actually, is. we just see the back He's of him. He's no dirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's no dirt. Too true. But no one no one is. Let's be honest here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, We're going to get great. Dirk fan mail now. <laughs> Maybe he's still alive. He is, right? He's still I alive. I totally write to him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's going to love this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? He'll be all about that. Uh, I have fans. <laughs> oh, well, that's how that's so how weird. Stephen Mocked was, uh, L.A. event in, in April. He was like, couldn't believe so many people like wrote about him and fan fiction and things like that. He was just, like totally giddy about having people that were fans of his. It was that's the cute. sweetest yeah. thing. <laughs> he was so sweet. All right. So she bids him adieu. He's uh, on his way to New York, I believe, uh, for... A meteorologist uh, event or something yeah convention, convention or something yeah. like that yeah so while this is all playing out with him we get to see the waiter being chased down by those two goons that are supposedly russian but i have to say they do not look russian at all they look they're rushing <laughs> around that's for sure oh my god <laughs> oh my god i just want to say the millennial did they that not the old people <laughs> They don't look Russian, but apparently back in the early 80s, there were a lot of sleeper Russian sleeper cells that, you know, worked for the KGB. So you so, think that's one of them? And actually, in, 80, in 83, they there were a lot of articles published on this, so it was probably a, a pretty important topic at the time, which I think is, is neat. Yeah. And, you know, now we think of sleepers, we think of ISIS right, or something right. like that. But back then it was the Russian. Where they, like, <laughs> raised them from babies as, as yeah, right. that's true, that's true. And Wait they a little like, more time, it'll be Russians again. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, might, it might be right Let's now. Let's keep the politics out of this, because we all, we're all in agreement on this. But Back in the day, people probably didn't think about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. About, yeah, you're right. About, about people gathering intelligence out in their communities while running cookery shows and <laughs> all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, it's sort of a neat concept back we then. we got to touch on this, though. So the party was at night, clearly. It was very dark. It was at night. Uh, the toga party. Toga. 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 I love it. Okay. And then this is obviously in the morning. It's rush hour um, at the train station. So has Lee been, tra you know, traipsing around Arlington and wherever, um, wherever the train station happens to be, uh, all night? You know, and he just keeps running. Good Here's the thing. Lee could probably keep running all night long, but those dudes chasing him, they ain't going to make it for 24 yeah, hours. Those, uh, we're not talking an eight-hour right. runner, either those one of sleepers them. Those sleepers uh, oh. look like they've been sleeping most of their life because they're <laughs> not fit for running. You're right. So they probably had a vehicle. Yes. But he obviously... He got there somehow, but how? Yeah, so he had to have been running because otherwise right. what, wouldn't he have... Yeah, wouldn't he have... Oh. Kept in yeah. the Luckily, Luckily, he wasn't in a toga. He was oh, in a tux, what do you mean, so. luckily? <laughs> I don't mind looking long ago. I don't mind looking at him. Drop at the train station. So Lee could have had a vehicle, and then got out of the vehicle to go to the train station because that's where he was supposed to pass it point. off. He was supposed to pass the football. Okay. So, I do want to get back to the fact maybe. that that was an unfortunate that wasn't an unfortunate thing that he wasn't in a toga because that would mean we would see a lot of skin. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that was clear. Right. Okay. Would you, back in the day, 
would you have stopped if someone like Lee had asked for your help? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just very. In the 80s, I probably would yeah, have. Yeah, that's exactly Today. how wait, I wait, felt, wait, too. Wait, 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 Yeah. In the same age, no you, way. Th- there's a lot of qualifiers for this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> One, the time frame, yes, in the 80s, I was probably much more trusting. <laughs> six years if old, I, I would was think. Six, I was going to say, <laughs> stranger like, danger. Time, I mean. I was six. If I was how I am now, I totally would have stopped. I would have been like, okay, give it to me. Run. Go away. <laughs> Let me get your phone number. Right. Like, I'd have been like. How do I contact you? I get to be a spy? Yeah. There seemed to be less frustration with everybody back in the 80s. Like, now we're just like, we don't have time for that. Right. What do you want? <laughs> you're, do you want something from me? Yeah, kind of. You're some creeper that's going to do me harm. Yeah, exactly. But if he looked like Lee, I would totally hesitate, for sure. No matter what time time period we were in. <laughs> you would hesitate? Oh, Oh, for sure. I would. I mean, it would make me stop oh. and say, like, mm, let me think about it. Instead I would consider of, no, it. If it was some creepy guy. <laughs> exactly. Like I'd be the like, Russian absolute. goon, you would have been like, no way, buddy. Get away from <laughs> well, me. Well, yeah. is the Russian goon blonde? Because I might be into that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way they look, in, the way he, like, looks intensely into her eyes and it's just, like, holds her there, I probably would Suck, because he's kind of just breath, communicating. Like, yeah, just takes your breath away. <laughs> communicating with his right. eyes. <laughs> so what do you think that – what do you think Amanda sees that makes her, you know, finally run and, and, and help him out? Trust. I think I, trust desperation. Just in, like an instant trust. <laughs> yeah, but you think? I think the way he looks at her, she trusts him, but enough mm. to do what he asks. To put it that way, not. And the know, fact that she's also a very person. trusting person, anyways. That we mm-hmm. obviously later we find out how trusting she is. Mm-hmm. With, she always sees the good in people, anyways. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure looking dreamily into his eyes i don't think yeah. she probably had too much to hesitate with anyways but i mean it is a relatively simple task too like let's not forget that this is the woman that just drove across town in her nightgown to get her boyfriend to the train <laughs> so that he didn't his car didn't get wet <laughs> right, right. so true. it just it's probably just in her nature you know he it's not like he was asking her to to run away with him it's just to get a package to a man in red hat sounds simple right just yeah wait. i would have told my boyfriend he can leave his car on <laughs> right way. <laughs> yeah, you would have been there in the first place. Yeah, yep. yeah exactly. That's very true. Are they willing to take That's the chance that your car gets rained on? You know, if she doesn't help him, she's doomed, for lack of a better word, to live a very normal, basic, uneventful, boring, boring life with Dean, right? Um, it's safe. Boring. It's safe. Dean's very it's, safe. It's, it's um, predictable. She knows how her life would turn out. You. Yeah. She knows what's to be expected of her and what what would happen. Yep. But if she chooses this this dashing young man in a tuxedo, um, you know who's obviously very charming and and uh, mysterious. Mm-hmm. She has this whole other world that obviously opens up to her. Definite dichotomy. Like uh, I think Miranda, you said about like the movie Sliding Doors. Oh With yeah. Paltrow. What would happen if he did and what happened if yeah. he didn't? Yeah. The 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 concept of do you take it or do you not take it is one I think that is always interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if you've seen Sliding have, Doors, yeah. but in Sliding Doors, yeah. So it's what happens if she gets and makes the subway train and what happens if she doesn't make the subway train? And so through the whole movie you you are exposed to the two different two drastically different paths that her life takes just by that one simple interaction. So yeah, for Amanda, that would be a huge right. difference. Yeah, she didn't she didn't know it at the time, obviously, but I think 
given what she does later in the episode, her personality, she's willing to take chances, which is unusual, I think, for um, you know a housewife. I mean, she helps Lee through all these crazy things in this first episode. So obviously, right here, she's willing to take a chance on him, and it leads to great things. I feel like she's kind of at a place in her life too where she's willing to take a little bit of risk. I mean, she's done the family thing; she got mm-hmm. married. She's now divorced, so why not have a little fun? Why not try something new? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that she's divorced is a huge deal in this in the series. At this really, time, think at about this it. Day and age of in the eight, early eighties, like that. Oh for sure. yeah, in the eighties, like that was a big deal. Like my the friend the friends that I had, and sadly there was a lot of them, but that had divorces at that time. That was like an enormous deal. Whereas now, I mean, it's not as uncommon, mm-hmm. sadly, because well, I'd be just, looking for a, a job. Yeah, you know, looking for a job at the time is a new concept for some. Oh some yeah, for who, a housewife, sure. Like supporting sure. her family, she's probably the breadwinner, mm-hmm. at least as we know it at the time. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't know who the ex-husband is, or right, and mm-hmm. what his involvement is at this time. Obviously, we know now, but <laughs> so she does end up taking the package. She relents and, and helps this this poor man out. Um, and gets on the train, but as she turns around to kind of, you know, because she's like, is this for real? You know, is this, is this, you know, what is this, you know? Um, but he tells her, you know, it's life and death. You have to do this. So she gets on the train and then she steps off, uh, steps down on lower on the steps there and, and puts her head out to see that these two goons are, you know, toppling him over and, and starting to beat him up. So sh- she obviously sees that it's, it's for real and it's, uh, it's happening. And then she's trying to remember everything that he told her to, you know, to do. Give it to the man in the red hat. Give it to the man in the red hat. Oh, well, later she thinks he's a monster. Oh, yeah. So. Which she <laughs> has to wonder. She doesn't know what deal. Right. Right. Yeah, right. What right. is this? So she gets on and she, she steps on and the uh, conductor comes by um, asking for tickets. And, of course, she's not planning to be on there. She's in her nightgown. She doesn't have you know, any um, need for a ticket. <laughs> Tickets! Tickets, please. I don't have a ticket. I'm not a passenger. I just brought my boyfriend here so he wouldn't have to leave his car out in the rain. In fact, I should be heading All home. All right, I'm not supposed to do this, but you can pay me the fare. I don't want to buy a ticket. Do you know what I have on under this coat? A nightgown. Do you think I expected to be on this train? Where did you expect to be? And she goes, do you know what I have on under this? I have a nightgown, and the whole train section lifts their head up and looks at her like they've never seen a woman before. <laughs> it is her first Amanda ramble, as we'll it talk is. about later, because she goes into this whole huge explanation for why she doesn't have a ticket and she's on this train and <laughs> right. nightgown. He's Absolutely. like, I don't care. Now, actually, if you guys remember, will remember when this comes up in season three, but that that um, conductor is the same guy in Flight to Freedom at the marina that Lee refers to as an old salty dog, points out the sea chance to them. That's the same guy. So he apparently did well enough in the first time that he got another gig three years later. <laughs> Yay for character actors! <laughs> Way to go! Then we're coming into the agency. So Lee's returning back to the agency after he's dumped the package off to Amanda. And we actually get some really good footage here because they're actually filming in D.C. and not just having some film crew do it. Actually, you know, Bruce is there in D.C. Right. And it's pretty cool. You get to see some really fun angles. Um, but I do want to point out there are Volkswagen 
beetles, or we call them doodle bugs. <laughs> a lot of people call them slug bugs. They seem to appear in these episodes, and so far they've been in every episode that we've watched recently. That we've kept track of. Yeah, yeah. we've been keeping track of them. So keep an eye out. It's really fun to see because they're all over. It's that time of, um, in the 80s like that, they were a popular vehicle. They're still popular now, but these are the old style ones, and they're really fun, but they do pop up all over. Um, whenever you see any streets, you can look for them, and they're, and they're there. It's kind of fun. Maybe product. Maybe placement. we don't maybe know. Maybe I mean, product. that was before they really did it and maybe knew the potential. But maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe. Volkswagen was a sponsor. Maybe one of the people on staff owned stock in Volkswagen. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Can you own stock in Volkswagen? We don't know, but there was a lot of them on SMK, really so somebody, somebody did. did. Miranda and I actually met um, in D.C. for the first time. We, we, we started talking online in, like, 2001, I think. Uh, and then we met in 2003 when we went uh, on a D.C. tour um, get-together there. Do you remember that, Miranda? Of course I would I forget that. <laughs> that was, it was actually we arrived on my 30th birthday, and then we had an SMK map. And we, we did all the sites. We went to uh, the, the um, IFF. We went to um, Victoria Grunge's house. We went to Canal mm -hmm. Street. We went all over the place. And it was so That's cool so to see. We did the I highly mall. recommend it to uh, SMK fans. It's gorgeous anyways. Um, but it's a lot of fun when you get to see uh, these sites that, you know, Lee and Amanda were, you know, gallivanting around. And it's kind of fun. So we see Lee walking actually walking in this is uh, i think one of the very i think only time we actually get to see him in this particular building um walking in and he actually goes into the closet which turns out to be actually an elevator um he flips on the light and then uh, brings him down to the secret level of the security level and then he pops out on the other side and who's there to greet him but his boss billy melrose and he does not look too happy <laughs> And, and nope. it's kind of funny because you don't really notice it in any other episode, but in this one, you know, they get in the golf cart and the agency looks enormous. It like totally does. The halls are huge and lots like, of all people. Yeah, tons of people, and even even when we see them come off the elevator in other episodes of the series, you don't really get that, that feeling yep. that there's so much so much space down there. I, I wonder if they're actually filming at in a building in Washington D.C. All the government buildings. There's a lot, like the Pentagon, the Capitol building that has halls like that. Yeah, that's just huge, like that. I don't know. I it would definitely be easier to, to uh, do that than actually set up a whole um, a whole thing. Because right. you don't see it again. I'm just wondering if yeah. they took advantage of. Well, the I mean, they Washington. do go into the internal affairs section, so that may account for some of the difference later on. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, you know, they're going to meet with my guy, Dirk. Let's not forget him. <laughs> <laughs> going into uh -huh. his office. We're finally getting the first look at him. He's handing down the uh, the law to Lee, so to speak. He's chewing him out look, just a little bit for not following protocol. And Billy, I thought at first when I first, I just kind of assumed Billy was popping like antacids. But he's actually eating like juji fruits. Like uh, those little gummy, uh, gummy, um, like little fruit. I honestly gummy don't things. think I've ever seen those in real life. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> we used to get them yeah. uh, at, on Halloween. You'd get them. Somebody would give them to you, and you'd be like, "Oh man, these uh, are nasty." Hmm. I never ate them, but yeah. In the, in the script, they were aspirin. Yeah, 
but they probably changed it to candy. Yeah, it's definitely a candy box sense. in his hand. I thought it was antacids, mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely not. He'd, he'd be really sick if he kept eating aspirin yeah. like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But um, Francine's in there with uh, some un- an unusual hairstyle. It's like all yeah. piled up on the left. The whole on outfit. The side. She's and like the stripes head to toe. Very baggy. The yeah. bold stripes. Well, well, the stripes. Yeah. The color in the stripes. That's Like in jail. Yeah, like she's a mm-hmm. prisoner or something. Yeah. So... She is. That's true. She is a prisoner because <laughs> because Billy tells her um, when she asks why she has to come along, he's like, "That's part of being my assistant." Mm-hmm. Here. Which do you kind of? I always assumed she was just another agent, but apparently. in later episodes they do. I mean, she's clearly an agent because they utilize her in that way. And I don't think, I mean, even though Amanda's a civilian and they use her in that way, I don't think they would use an assistant. Right. Like that. She has too high of clearance. They talk about her clearance yeah. level all the time. And she carries a gun and everything. It's yeah. just interesting. Maybe it just kind of manifests into an agent role eventually. Right. Or maybe she, she, I mean, maybe she is an agent that is like under Billy, like his right hand man, like who would take his place mm-hmm. if assistant to something happened to him. So that's like he's, she's an assistant agent okay. as far that's, as that's, that's concerned. That's a good point. Let's, let's. Let's rationalize. There you go. That I like that better. Because I like the idea that she's next in command. I like that. That's idea. very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nobody else would probably like it if she was next in command <laughs> and being their boss, but. In the 80s, no, not so much. And probably with Frankie's personality, I mean. that was not my so point. much. But <laughs> let's go with it. Let's roll with go. it. I want Babs to be next in command. <laughs> so then they, they're. Dirk is giving him a chewing out, as Lexi mentioned, and he's explaining that he didn't lose the package, that he handed it off, and then it comes to um, comes to light that he actually passed it off to a civilian that he doesn't know and needs to find, <laughs> and Dirk starts going off on him, and Francine actually is the one who steps up and, and kind of gives him some cover uh, and says, hey, you know, he's done this back in Munich and it was successful so you know this this could work too so don't chew him out kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and he seems to appreciate that yeah he offers uh, a drink Fire drink you oh, owe me dinner. he <laughs> offers a drink and she's like you owe me a dinner <laughs> always always needing to step it up a little bit more I owe you a drink no you owe me so <laughs> then he, they located agent Guthrie so then Lee gets all cocky again like haha we just and the quarterback just recovered there you the football go. I love sports analogies. I had to put that in there. <laughs> they love them too. <laughs> Where do we find them? But in the morgue. So not not such uh-huh. a great ending uh-huh. for uh, Agent Guthrie. And but Lee's holding his red hat, but that doesn't seem to help anything. So you have to wonder how the goons found him. But I guess they must know all the agents. Right. Apparently, Dirk says, "Okay, so who is this woman that this mysterious woman that has this package?" And then Lee kind of thinks about it and he's like well whoever she is she's in a lot of trouble so so then we skip to moby docks so amanda and the kids are um and an extra about to grab down she's yeah like an extra it was kid. a girl too yeah. wasn't it yeah there's yeah. a girl so- a girl baseball yeah. player i, I know it. right can we talk about how progressive they were <laughs> no they were <laughs> i love it so they had the three kids in the back and she's at one of those drive-ins where they bring the food to you. So they're they're all fighting in the back and she's, you know, trying to get the order and everything and this waiter brings over her food who actually turns out to be none other than Mr. Lee Handsome. Sesson himself. <laughs> Pirate Lee. And there's a doodlebug too. There's another doodlebug. Yep. 
Diddle so bug. he comes in and, and he lifts up his pirate patch on his eye and and she re- she recognizes him as the guy who uh, accosted her at the at the train station, and she's like, "You again." And he's he's asking for the package, and she's saying, you know, I don't have it with me. And he's saying, I need to get it back. Where do you, you know, where do you live? And she's like, No, I'm not telling you. She goes, I'll give it to you. Where do you live? And he goes, I can't tell you that. And she's like, All right, good, goodbye. And she tries to peel out of there <laughs> with the food still stuck on the car, which is really funny. He does know to look for her at the Moby Dock Kids Eatery, though. So. They must be pretty smart spies. Or she goes there all the he's, time. He's got a he network have, of people searching she, for housewives. Exactly. <laughs> so then he um, tries to get her to stop, but she doesn't. And so then he puts his card out, um, business card out. She won't take it. And he puts it in her windshield, uh, on the windshield wiper. so that she'll, And he's like, call me. Like, very pathetic. <laughs> call me. With a big <laughs> yeah. smile, with a big smile He's, on his that face. Just, that, so charm, that charm just oozes <laughs> out of him, you know. So then um, we do find out, and this is kind of funny. Um, so the phone number on the card was 202-547-9986. And it's possible that Lexi and I might have called that number. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I was always wondering what is behind the number because they don't use real numbers. They use 555 numbers. Right. Now. Well, I have to say we called it and Lexi's like, what are you going to do if they answer? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll just wing it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say that no one answered. It, it said is not in service. It's a not in service number. Oh, but we bummer. did try. Probably a long time ago. They cut yep, that off. Probably. <laughs> but I would have died if it was some, it was when like a funny number or something. Mm-hmm. I've been like, is Lee Stetson there? <laughs> It is kind of like mysterious and yet a little cocky to have a business card with just a I know, number right? on it. Mm-hmm. Only a spy, <laughs> I guess. Only a handsome spy. Right. Now we have Amanda who's um, staring at the package. And right behind her on the fridge is a picture that someone, one of the kids has drawn. And it says, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. So that was kind of cute little uh, scarecrow. Throw up. Love the little scarecrow yeah. bit. And then um, Dottie is in the kitchen watching Mrs. Uh, Welch again. And uh, Amanda comes down all dressed up, uh, I guess for a housewife, <laughs> dressed up. <laughs> and she's trying to help uh, the cute kid. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no. Jamie. No, Philip's cute too. I just think Jamie's adorable. That's all. Uh, and she's trying to help Jamie get all his face washed up and everything, doing the motherly thing. And actually, right. If you look um, on the windowsill, there's uh, yellow flowers. Um, these yellow flowers are another recurring yes. like item or recurring theme. theme. I don't know if we want yeah. to call it a theme. But they do um, pop up throughout the series. And it's Kate mentioned it one time on an interview that that's her mom's favorite. Yellow flowers are her mom's favorite. So that's her way of, you know, on the Carol Burn. Car- that's her Yeah, the tug. Carol Burnett show. You don't. Lexi probably doesn't know that one, but I think I've seen okay. the interview clip. Okay, interview where, clip <laughs> where um, Carol would pull on her ear for her grandma. I think that's Kate's way of kind of giving her her mama. That's cute. A hi, mom, kind of thing. So he's, yeah, so it's throughout the series, though. You, the, you will see them, and in this episode, very much they pop up all over. Well, can I just say, just looking at the kitchen, mm-hmm. being a um, born again <laughs> yeah. care. Um, just reminds me of the of the 80s with all the country decorations mm-hmm. and the um, which I guess in the 80s was like 
the hip yeah. thing is to have yep. country Everything's decorations. Pitchy. But um, you know the um, the kitchen like feeding into the living room, which so homey and eighties, and with the wallpaper, it's just just gives me a warm you know fuzzy feeling yeah it definitely is a definitely a warm cheery place that you can tell it's comfortable for for the people that live there so amanda heads out and um her mother is asking where she's going and you know dean's supposed to call and which where should i say you'll be and she said at my club and then she leaves and donnie's like oh okay and then she's like donnie thinks about it and she's like what's club it's funny on the board behind her. It says, yeah. "You guys notice it says Dean called Ha." <laughs> Why does it say Ha after it? I don't know. <laughs> Later on, it's it says um, Dean called. He's going to be on time. <laughs> like that's how boring the guy is. I think he he, he makes a point to he say, "Hey, call. I'm going to be there exactly I'm when you expect me." Mm -hmm. All right, we we find her pulling up in her station wagon and at this elegant party that she's clearly underdressed for. And she seems to be hesitating whether she wants to even be there. And she kind of goes to leave, like, forget this. And then the lady, the coat check lady, stops her and takes her coat. So then she's kind of stuck there. And then you hear Mrs. <laughs> King. She looks up the stairs. And I, I know I'm probably going to be in the minority here, but half of me wants to swoon at his feet. And the other half wants to go behind him and shove him down the stairs. <laughs> for his cockiness. He looks so He's cocky. He's so cocky. It is a quintessential scene, though. Oh, it's to, totally. Like, take He's your gorgeous, away, but he knows yeah. he's gorgeous. <laughs> and it's like, I just want to just, just take that smug look off his face, you know? It's a very strategic <laughs> entrance that he made, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. He knows he's gorgeous, and he's using it to his, his advantage, for sure. I'm sure she's not the first woman that he has pulled oh, up. Oh, gosh, no. He's like, much too practiced. Look at me up here in the air. <laughs> What's he doing up there And he anyway? pauses, too, like, <laughs> drink me in. See my beauty. I'm going to hang out the top of the stairs so everyone can yeah. see me. <laughs> oh, he's up on the balcony watching the crowd so he can see when she arrives. Mm -hmm. He's got to get the eagle-eyed spy. That's mm -hmm. true. <laughs> Actually, a, an, another interesting script difference between the show, they originally had them at a yacht club, so they were out near the water. I think this, again, illustrates the difference between the writer's vision and practicality the producers and, and the, the director, overall budget director, yeah. yeah of making it work probably, yeah for sure yeah the, the the cinematographer said hmm boat on water or big staircase i choose staircase <laughs> yeah. give me a staircase right. i do not want to deal with water not as bad as dogs but my gosh it's almost there Keep me away from Bruce the and Kate probably didn't want to be near the water either because they probably know they would be in the drink and uh, no time flat, you know, right. by the bad guys. Somehow <laughs> ended up they would end up in the water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then he comes in and they walk in and it's obviously a masquerade party because again we're we're around Halloween time and uh, he goes, "Don't worry, we're we're among friends." And she looks around. These people are your friends. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> You gotta, As I know. Pig, like, eats through his He's mask. totally eating through his mask. <laughs> like, and the women are just like swooning at him. They're like, physically coming by and like stroking his chin. How strange is that? Like clearly he's talking to this other woman. And Leah's not a man that wants to be locked down, lady. And I'm sure she knows that. So what is she trying to do? <laughs> it's so funny. But then I love it because he's probably not used to this. He's probably women used to women just taking what he gives. But she's like, excuse me. Like, hello, I have some things yeah. to do here. 
And then I have to say, we, we see Celeste uh, Van Presswinkle, who I think is on the masculine side. No yes. offense to the actress. Um, I'm sure it's the makeup, but she definitely um, is dressed. I just don't see her being his type. Not at all, no. But well, she's obviously uh -huh. trying to make Amanda feel less than, I think. You know. All these catty women in his life. Oh, how catty. cute! Your dress is a house. That's nutty. And then he picks up. <laughs> he picks nutty. up on it though, and uh, he takes her. Uh, Would you like to dance? She's like, yes. <laughs> and this, this is the <laughs> only time they actually physically dance. This is the only time they ac we actually see them dancing. They refer to it in other episodes, but this is the only time they actually dance. I can't believe in the entire series this is it. I know. That's it's in the first episode, that's it. I know. It's, wow. it's rough when you're making music videos, let me tell you, as somebody <laughs> who's tried to. You can only use uh, 30. It's not even a 30-second clip. It's like 15 seconds of them of them dancing, so it's, it's rough. Hmm. Yeah. But he does lead her to the dance floor with his hand yes. on her back, which I and thought was And he closes his eyes. Very cute and reminiscent of what's coming, you know, because he always yes, does that. that's true. It's a lot of foreshadowing. You're right. Yeah. You start as you continue. How did you find me? We have our ways. Mm -hmm. I thought only Nazis and spies said that. Well, I'm not a Nazi. And then that's it for dancing. You're a spy. That's it for dancing. Now they're back. At, now they're at a table and uh, sharing some some champagne. And he explains to her, you know, you can't tell anybody about this. Your husband. She's like boyfriend. He's like, oh, boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend. I'm sure he's filed that away, right? And he's like, you can't tell him for security reasons. Plus, you know, it keeps them safe. And she's like, well, what about me? And then he's like, looks at her like. Oh, yeah, you're screwed. Uh, champagne? <laughs> champagne. champagne. So now then she explains to him that there might be a slight problem. And then they then we cut to them down in the parking garage, garage. The parking garage, yeah. So he goes from Mr. Sweet Charmer. And then as soon as she tells him a little bit of bad news, bam, Mr. Angry Lee comes out. <laughs> Frustrated, short-tempered. Yep. Do you think I would park my Porsche 9? And then he just kind of just gets so frustrated with it. Classic 1963 Porsche 950. And then he just kind of runs out of, or 350, he just runs out of breath. And then he kind of realizes and he, he apologizes and she's just staring at him. <laughs> and then we hear a screeching car and he, his spidey senses are going off. He, he knows what's coming, that those goons are back, which I, you have to wonder how they found him. In the yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess I, I guess they're supposed to be in like chasing on the boat on the original right. script in the yacht, which would would have been more exciting than a parking garage. But, but this wet. is so much cheaper, though, Jen. Come on. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I actually like the parking garage. Yeah, I think it's cute. cute. She's like, she starts giggling, and he's like, "What?" And she goes, "I almost did the funniest thing with your package." <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, what? And she's like, no, you just laugh. And then the, the screeching cars come, and he, he grabs her hand and tugs her behind the vehicles, and they're hiding. And then he sees a little garbage scooter-type thing uh, and brings her over to it, and they jump in, and the, the hot pursuit chase uh, follows, which is really funny in itself because <laughs> they just keep going around and around in a circle. <laughs> There's Kate, and then there's her dust. <laughs> her double. Yeah. There's Kate. Her and hair's her up. Double. Her hair's down. Her hair's up. Her hair's down. Each time. Circle the, around. The circle around. Hair's up. And there's down. another doodle bug in there. Um, there's uh, a short 
um, when they have it on a close-up, it's Kate with her hair up. And when it's on a long shot, when they're going around and around, it's, it's her double with her hair down. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then they end up screeching out of there. I love how she tried to hang on to him, <laughs> and he's like, let go, let go. Like, she's hanging on for dear life. And she's like, slow down, hit the brakes. He's like, what brakes? <laughs> <laughs> and she also keeps asking him, who are those Yeah, guys? he never answers her. He still, you know, he, even, you know, throughout the show, he never fills her in on everything. He I keeps know. her guessing. That goes on for more than this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's maybe like a season or two. Yeah, several. <laughs> even, yeah, even in the three, he doesn't yeah. tell her things. And then we find her in the kitchen, and, and she's standing on top of newspaper that her mom's trying to help her. Like She's like a little girl, <laughs> and her mom's helping her with. <laughs> and the window's open, and uh, she's like throwing paper towel out the window for, for Lee to help him dry <laughs> off. <laughs> and her mom doesn't even see it. It's blue paper towel, though, right? I'm not missing yeah, that. That's how paper towel used to be. I remember it that it was like that color often. Really? Yeah. And it was See, thicker, I don't too. ever remember blue paper towels. I only ever remember white paper that's towels. Funny. I do remember those. Hmm. We didn't have them every time, but I do remember seeing them. They were more frequent than, than not. That's funny. Interesting that they keep uh, the scene with them wet. Because they were wet, they were wet from the boat chase that was cut from the script. But yet they wrote it in, so she still gets wet. They still <laughs> That's get a wet good point. You're right, I never thought <laughs> That's that. That's true. So I, I wonder how this evolved. You know, let's cut this, but we're still, You're still getting wet. wet. So let's throw yeah. in a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be wet. They have to be wet. <laughs> That's so true. So um, she goes into the dining room to get the package, and her her mom's still in the kitchen, and Lee's still out in the went out out uh, in the bushes, and all of a sudden he sneezes, and she's like kazoo tight, and then she kind of looks like, wait a minute, who did I just, who did I just <laughs> say that to? Mother, what'd you do with the package that I left on the dining room table? And then she says, like, oh, you mean the one that was written out to Aunt Minnie, Aunt, Aunt Minnie, Minnie in I Maine, think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnie. Aunt yeah, Minnie, in, Aunt Maine. Minnie in Maine. And then. She leaves the room, and uh, and Lee pops up, and he goes, is this the, the dumb thing that you d almost did that was going to make me laugh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lee is still hiding out um, in uh, Amanda's flowers or Dottie's flowers, whoever they are, outside the kitchen window. He's got the phone out there. He's talking to Billy. He's saying, um, hey, Billy, like, I really, you know, I just need this one more thing, and then I'll be able to get the package. And Billy's like, you know what? The the car or the limo that you hit was the assistant to the ambassador or something of somewhere. <laughs> Some of the important. And he's like, basically, all your chances, they're gone, and you're suspended for right now. Lee decides to take it upon himself. He's going to get that package, whether he has the agency's help or not. Yeah, I think Billy calls him a joy-riding yeah. gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... And Lee's like, I was working. And Billy's like, in a tuxedo? <laughs> not buying nope, it. Not at all. And then uh, we find them breaking into the local post office. And it's funny what they, how they picture a post office. Because my dad used to work in one. And that does not look like how it looked <laughs> ever. That's just like mass chaos. There's just brown paper packages everywhere. With no label. Exactly. I don't, I don't know who they're exactly. going to. But uh, they're in there, and she's trying to figure out, like, who, you know, who these people are. And she keeps asking. And then all of a sudden, there's a security officer who uh, finds them there. And he's like, don't move. 
and then they're like, uh oh. <laughs> And now then we they've cut, done it. Then we cut to a commercial. And uh, then we find them all at the agency. So this is the first time that Amanda's been to the agency. And, of course, she's stuck out in the hallway with none other than Miss Happy-Go-Lucky uh, Francine, <laughs> who is just more than happy to talk with her. Condescending Francine. <laughs> and she's reading a magazine, and Amanda's trying to, you know, get some information out of her. Uh, you know, like, oh, you know, trying to make nice, short, you know, small talk with her. Right. Like, oh, do you like what you do? Or, you know, is it all tapping phones? or? <laughs> and Francine just kind of, like, rolls her eyes at her and, and keeps is like, reading. what is it you do again, dear? <laughs> She's well. like, I'm a mother. I'm a den mother. Actually, I do a lot. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> it is funny how they portray Francine as a professional yeah. there needing to, go, needing to go back to school to right. cook. You know, in that day and age, it probably was a bit unusual for sure. Yeah, for her. Yeah, oh, totally the opposite of what you would yeah, normally exactly. see in that, in that time, time frame. frame. Sure. I yeah, think that goes exactly. with the show. I don't know how that's if that's how they visualized yeah. working women at the time that they sort of skipped all that yep, stuff. Yep, I don't know. Like I think it shows the just the overall progressive nature of the show in general. I mean, they've got um, women in in high seeking roles. They've got um, people of color also, yeah. um, which I don't know was probably not necessarily super probably, prominent yeah. at that time mm-hmm. um yeah. i don't know it's just um it, i think there's a reason why people today are still interested in watching it it, yeah, it, it, it was cutting has, edge for, for sure it was yeah definitely cutting and it's edge. so relevant today it's yeah. cool it's cool to see that yeah, for sure very much so so now uh, this is where francine tells us that she's learning how to cook and she's taking private lessons from mrs welch the colonial cookery uh host and uh she says that nancy r won't boil an egg without mrs welch and then, uh, I love it, the caddy Amanda, which you rarely see, but when it does, it's awesome, um, comes out and she's like, Nose job. <laughs> really quietly. Oh, Francine, she deserves it. She's being so condescending. I don't understand why he takes her to the Jefferson Memorial, although it's a beautiful place. It's my favorite monument there. But I don't understand why he has to take her there. Like, just walk her through her car. Like, <laughs> you know? They're just taking a yeah, nice walk. Yeah. And then he's going to dump her, but he's there to dump her off, you know. And she thinks, you know, he right. thinks he's never going to see her again. But So he's telling her, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm fine. She's like, you know, do you have someplace to go uh, for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, do you have a Mrs. Spy? Do you have any kids? You know, do you have, you know, uh, any buddies? In in the script. Oh, in the script, yeah. actually, um, she they she asked if, um, like, girlfriend, kids, wife, boyfriend, which is just kind of wild um for the time for the time for sure for sure so in the actual show they did change it they changed it to to buddies not necessarily boyfriend but even still that it was written on paper for that day and age that's pretty cool again very progressive Uh, yeah that was i thought that was kind of funny i didn't realize it was even in there yeah you pointed it out i forgot this is our one chance to sort of get a look at lee like in terms of he's being real somewhat open with his feelings what he's lived through Yeah. yeah We haven't seen yeah, that yet. A... She's trying to get information, but he's giving right. it in his limited yeah, I was gonna way. Say, in a roundabout <laughs> way, he's he's telling her publicly right. more than he tells her in a lot of the episodes right. to come. Even he's telling her more now than than then, mm-hmm. but not in a way that he means to. I yeah. think it gives us an insight too on why he acts the way that he acts, um, and and kind of gives a, a real good frame of reference for his character and perhaps how he may need to develop or what areas he needs that character development in. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not even what he's saying. It's his facial expressions are just so, like, kind of raw about, like, his partner, losing right. his partner. And so it is kind of a vulnerable little scene with Lee, which but I it's like. But it's also a telling scene, too, because she's picking up on what he's saying and what he's not saying. There's, um, there's already a connection mm-hmm. there that she's picking up those vibes from him. Right. But they have this, like, touching scene, and then in the end, he a- she asks, will I see you again? And he's like, no. Yeah, he shuts it down. <laughs> he's like, like go on and live your <laughs> life, you know? And he's like, she's like, what are you going to do? He's yeah. like, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lick this case, and then I'm going to go and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I won't see you again. <laughs> and I love it. And then she's like, goodbye, and he doesn't even look back. He just raises his hand like, yeah, buzz off, lady. <laughs> Great mm-hmm. scene. Then we have, I think, a remnant of the original script because it does have a kind of a romantic scene with Dean and Amanda in front of sitting in front of the, the fireplace. And we have a cute little moment with both of the cute boys. <laughs> and Jamie seems the little one seems to be the the boss of it. He's got he's got a hold of Philip's robe and pajamas. <laughs> like now you're in trouble, buddy. I'm narking on you. <laughs> Yeah, when they were married, they're supposed to be married in the original. I guess they came in in their bedroom, which would be yes. kind of weird. But oh, thank God they're so not there. Weird. Thank God they're not married. Yeah. yeah. But actually, over Amanda's shoulder, you can see Dean, but you can't really. It, it's blurry, but you can see his face. Kind of. It's probably yeah. the clearest picture that we'll see for sure, yeah, right? I think you get to an ACM kid, too. Really? Um, yeah, but hmm. this is one of the two spots. But Philip apparently has opened the, the package before it was mailed. He opened it and peeked. My sister did that one year and knew every single Christmas present that everybody got. <laughs> and my parents Uh-oh. were so mad at her. Um, ruined it for me as well because then I knew what I got and there was no anticipation. But, yes, Jamie is set that his brother did this, so he's telling his mom that he did it. And she's like, oh, of course, you know, she's going along with what, what he's telling her, like, you know, because obviously she's supposed to know what's in that package. And when in actuality she doesn't have a clue, he tells her it was a broken music box but there was a card that was in it and then he must proceed to tell her <laughs> what was on the card so she obviously realizes that you know mr Spyman could use that information and would benefit <laughs> from it so she just out to him to uh, meet with him and, and tell him what what was on the card and and wants him to meet her in a isolated place <laughs> in the capital right in front of the capital <laughs> this where spies meet well actually there's a scene in between that so they're pulling out I oh. think it is it Jeffries. Hold on. Uh, yeah, yep. Jeffries. They pull out Jeffries out of a car, and he's clearly dead. Oh, that's right. And they ask for Lee yeah, to be back on the case. The night before, it was um, Portland oh. with uh, Fielding, and then now it's uh, Jeffries. So now Dirk allows uh, Billy to get um, Stetson back on the case, and then we cut to the Capitol building. And Beautiful shot. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So pretty. And it's so funny because Amanda's sitting there. <laughs> Couldn't be any more obvious if he should And he's tried. like looking around like, Are you kidding me, lady? <laughs> he does have I have to say, he 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 has the ugliest coat. It's True. like I don't that gold lapels, <laughs> it just looks I don't know. Maybe somebody else likes it. I think no. it's horrendous. There's no redeeming quality about it. It's like it. a smoking jacket, yeah. you know? I think he wears it again too. I does remember he? it oh, maybe in a different awful. episode. The inside is just like um uh, motel coverlet. Yeah. It's like that nasty quilted, like polyester, gross, ugh, not cute. Well, and they are both wearing trench coats, so (laughs) 
is appropriate. He makes a comment. He's like, uh, he goes, great place you picked. And she's like, wasn't this where you meet, you know, these dark places? And he goes, only when we wear our trench coats. And she's like, oh, she rolls her <laughs> eyes. She tells him um, what's on the card, which is Duck Alla Nathan Hale, Valley Forge Flapjacks, and Pilgrim's Peach Puff. And he's like, okay, so... All right, thanks. You know, yeah. Is that it? She's like, what do you mean? She goes, I thought it, I thought it would help. And he's like, nah, it doesn't mean anything, but I'll run it, you know, through codes. You know, she's like, well, I thought it would. You know, and he's like, you know what? I appreciate it, but you really need to back off. You need, you know, you need to get out of this. This isn't where you should be. He goes, you could get hurt. He goes, even worse, you could screw things up. Oh, that sets her off. Mm-hmm. Do not get her started. Right. <laughs> Here she is risking things, you know, for him, and he's like, you know. All he's doing is insulting her. Yeah. He says, we have, like, the best people on it. If there's anything to figure out, they'll figure it out. Just go back to your life. Live yeah. your life and forget about it. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, I was worried about you getting your job back. He's like, I got my job back. I got called tonight. I have a new assignment tomorrow. So she's like, oh, okay. And she goes, you'll be careful, right? And he just gives her that charming smile. Well, and we, we kind of find out later that each of those, like, Duck Owl, Nathan Hale, Valley Forge, Flapjacks, are the KGB's call signs for their mm-hmm. agents. You'd think that he would kind of think about that. He's like, not logical. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. KGB that's why code, he needs but, Amanda. But he might be like, they might kind of know their codes over in the KGB world, like what they're called. These are but, new things, though. They're just coming up, and then those people are dead. So I don't know if there's time for him to learn, you know, to know those. You know what I mean? Well, he probably they probably knew that the KGB had um, different names for them when they were, which was common, but... But he probably didn't know what they were. Obviously, I think Mrs. Welp sort of adapted it for her cookery sure. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess Lee's a pilgrim. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, so now we um, uh-huh. we find Amanda, and she's she's multitasking like every good housewife does. She's vacuuming, and she's also doing her exercises to the TV. But we really get a good view of the living room or den. Um, I think this is a den. It's very cluttered um the bookshelf is packed full and there's pictures that are like screwed in or nailed into the bookshelf frame <laughs> and then there's a like farm yeah there's pictures. a cow and there's it pigs. says beware of the cow which <laughs> i don't know what that's about but it's funny but yeah there's lots of pigs and chickens <laughs> and cows and very strange very strange but then she's um she's sitting there and each time she's doing her her bend over um, mm-hmm. her exercise i'm not sure what you call that <laughs> not a bend um, over vacuum sit ups yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> she's saying duck on Nathan hale valley forge flapjacks and then her logical mind she, she figures out that it's a recipe you know it's a it's a, a name of a recipe it's, it's a food mm-hmm. that she doesn't recognize exactly so then she runs to the kitchen and starts going through all her mom's uh, cookbooks uh, to see if she could find it. The kitchen is cluttered with all these books. She can't find it. Until she finds it on the cards. She finds it on the cards. Recipe Rolodex. And she finds the two recipes, Duck Ella Nathan Hale and Valley Forge Flapjacks. And then she doesn't find Pilgrim's Peach Puff in there. So she asks her mom if... Where'd she get the recipes? Where'd she get those? Yeah, where are those from? And she says, "Those those are... because she said they're not in any of the other books. And she said, of course not. Those are from the colonial cookery. You only get, you know, original recipes from there. So she's like, well, did you see today's episode? And she's like, no. But she goes, if the VCR worked, it'll be on there. Now, I have to ask, how does uh, this family who 
throughout the series is struggling for money, how can they afford a, a very expensive at the time a VCR? Because they were cutting edge back then. They were like four hundred yeah, bucks for a VCR back least. then. That was huge, that was huge especially for a, a family like uh, hers, where you know they're counting every penny and cutting every coupon. Mm -hmm. You know. The only thing I'm thinking is maybe they got it before Joe left. He was a lawyer. Maybe. Um, maybe. They could have gotten it before. I don't, I mean, that's, at that's that point, point it would have been 1981 or 82, depending on depending on when they got it. So right. it's that would probably, that could be a reason why. That could be why. Yeah. But I see Good what you're point. saying, especially if it's that yeah, expensive. Yeah, they were super expensive back then. Mm -hmm. But they're also maybe introducing it to people. They're they may be the show sort of introducing VCRs. Yeah, that's oh, true too. Oh, that's a good idea. But they do. Products. You know, <laughs> kind of, exactly. It's like, oh, I I can record my favorite like show. Like Scarecrow, Mrs. King. Um, so <laughs> good point. Good yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe how big that VCR is. Yeah, it is, is big. So. We we got one in like 1983, I think, end of 1983, like at Christmas, and uh, it was huge. Wow. <laughs> well, before that was Betamax, right? Uh, I we didn't have yeah we didn't, have, we didn't have any of that. I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I I don't yeah. I just know what the name of it. I don't know. Huh. It was a different. It was like the one yeah. before the VH, VHS. I still have VHS now. That might that might have actually been a Betamax that she had. Yeah, it there. could be. That's true. It could be. I don't know. I because it's so it's so it is big. big. I don't yeah. know. I haven't. We didn't have one of those. We had a VH, VCR, so maybe. Well, you know why I remember because my first thing that I recorded was the Long Christmas Eve. No way! It was in December of '83. That's mm -hmm. funny. That's how I remember. Sadly, sadly, we got ours after Scarecrow Mrs. King was oh, over. Oh no! So yeah, we didn't I get to record like any. Like, yeah, I feel like it was later. I feel like it was like 1987 before wow. we got one. Yeah, like, I feel was, like I was ten, like almost 10 years old or and so. And we didn't get to we use it too relate. often either. But when we couldn't, I uh, actually had a, a a cassette recorder, and I actually would record them. And that's how I have some of them memorized in my head. I can I just know all the the words because I listen to them as a you know little girl. I listen to them. <laughs> See, you are so much more hardcore than I. Dude, have ever really? Been. Is that you were questioning <laughs> that? I am so hardcore with this. Oh, that's great. But <laughs> I didn't get to see all of them. I don't think I'm like Miranda. I think I only got to see a few. Oh wow! I watched so every first, week. Yeah, that's so cool. Though. I know I didn't get to see every them all. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. My dad watched the. Yeah, my brother did so that. So it was a battle between mom and dad, <laughs> you know, what to That's watch. That's so funny. So, we yeah. And we didn't have a VCR, so, yeah, one shot yeah, at we it. we couldn't. I didn't have v blank tapes to, to record. You know, I was 10 years old. I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't have any money to do that. I didn't think to ask my parents, and I, I, I doubt they would have. But I would have this tape, and then I only had one tape. I only had one blank tape, so I'd have to re keep recording it. But I, <laughs> yeah. I recorded a fair at Bromfield Hall. And I had that one memorized to the T, <laughs> like everything that they said, because I listened to it so many times. Yeah. It's just so funny. It's hilarious what you remember, huh. you know, going through it. <laughs> she did tape the show. They have, she's she's talking about what the new recipe is that they're learning. And she starts to explain it's a dessert, and they're going to bake for one hour. And then she holds up the dish, and she starts to say it. And Amanda mouths the, the, the recipe name right along with her. Pilgrims, peach, puff, 
We do get to see this couch, and this is the only time you'll see this ugly, really ugly couch. Really terrible couch. In the in the odd looking uh, coffee table. coffee table. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, there. It, it's gone after this episode. Yeah, both of those are. Uh, the coffee table is pretty cute. I would probably it put cute. it at the end of a bed, but doesn't really work as a as a yeah, coffee kind of table. Funky. Not at all. Yeah. So then scene cuts to Lee. He is in an alley. He's working on his next mission at this point. He leaves his little silver car parked outside. It looks like a really seedy type area that he's in. And this um, is actually on the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, right. That's yeah, a good point. I, I, see, I have to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw this during the, well, actually during both tours that we did at Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. And everybody has to take a yeah. picture. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I do have some of those, too. So you can see someone watching him, and um, they've got these giant, I'm guessing they're walkie-talkies, right? Those yeah. giant things. Um, and <laughs> she doesn't know they're walkie-talkies. I, well, I didn't know if that was like oh, a rudimentary cell phone or if it is meant to be a walkie-talkie. So, <laughs> oh, she's so young. <laughs> hey. you got to bless your heart for Miranda. <laughs> Great. <laughs> cell phones are even yeah, bigger. Well, that's small. why I was asking, because it's giant. That's compact. It's like more of his head. Phone. Good. Anyway, so he walkie-talkies his friend, <laughs> and he's like, Pilgrim's Peach Puff. And the other Just guy's arrived. like, right on time. So you know it's about to go down. Poor Lee. And Lee is Pilgrim's Peach Puff. He is. It's confirmed. Yes. And he walks in and doesn't realize that he's being watched. And set up. He's being kind of lackadaisical, though. Yeah. In, in like, the bad guy's defense. Like, mm-hmm. he's just kind of... Like, he's not watching his back. He's not, like... Uh, and then he just... gets bopped over the head and gets knocked out on that dirty, dirty floor. Yeah, Ugh. gross. Yeah. It cuts to him being unconscious at this... In a cellar, really. In a state. It's quite an estate, for oh, sure. Oh, sure. And then uh, it jumps to uh, WPED, the local television station, and it's being overrun by a bunch of Boy Scouts mm-hmm. who apparently have no manners at all. <laughs> They're supposed to be like eight, right? Yeah, eight to ten, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've helped with Boy Scouts, though, and that's what it <laughs> Oh, gosh. Like. I was going to say. Note to self, don't do 80s, Boy Scouts. I remember <laughs> my brother's Boy Scout troop was exactly like yes. that. Oh, Just man. Chaos. Oh, yeah. Just everywhere. And uh, so chaos. she's being uh, ever so multitasking. Uh, she's on the phone trying to get a hold of Lee, and she's also trying to undo the kill a hitch. And she's got the manual out in front of her. The boys are running around, running amok, and she's trying to figure it out. And she can't figure it out. She was reading, and it said, uh, if, if properly executed, you'll be able to get out of this. And, and and Jamie says to her, gee, Mom, I don't think you properly executed that. And she's like, thank you so much, sweetheart. Like, you little, little shit. <laughs> it's so cute. So nice yeah, about it. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> and then uh, the the gentleman brings out the air dates for Mrs. Welch when the recipes came out and everything. And she pulls that over and she's trying to figure it out. And she pulls out the, the cards that sh- she brought home from the recipes. And she figures out when those days are. And s- somehow she remembers when the actual murders happened and, and um, you know what days and, and who they were. Fielding died in Portland on the same day of the broadcast of... Um, uh, duck on Nathan, Nathan Hale. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Jeffries died the same day, the air, the air date for Valley Forge Flapjacks. Mm-hmm. And then she logically, of course, jumps to Pilgrim's Peach Puff today. Lee has a mission right. today. So she's 
This is none of my <laughs> she business. She figures this all out when <laughs> nobody in the codes and ciphers can figure this stuff out. No, but she can. Okay, and the craziest thing, though, is that she is at this place. And so in my mind, I'm like, why would she take all these kids there? Why wouldn't she just Google it? Oh, wait. <laughs> that's about 20 years from now, right? 20? That's when uh, it really became... No, that's least. when it really became popular, right? The people... We're like, you know, Googling things all Not the time. Not Googling, but internet. Yeah, yeah searching in internet. No. So. Yeah. Inter- internet was was still a way to Yeah, away. internet was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those big printed off yeah. books were very yeah. common. That's just <laughs> That's how you had to find information. <laughs> I would not yeah. have done well in the and, 80s. And two, she used the Boy Scouts as the excuse right. for why she needed the information. Mm-hmm. Help them get their bear badge. Because they needed to get a bad or whatever. Right. Yeah. But um, so. I have to say, when we were watching this the first time, I don't remember what exactly what episode it was, but... <laughs> Lexi did say, she goes, why didn't they just Google that? Like, or GPS. Like, I think it was GPS. Why didn't yeah. she just use GPS? And I'm like, I looked at her, and she really couldn't figure out what I was staring at her for. And I'm like, that was, I go, it's it's 1983 at this point. And she's like, oh, right. <laughs> I just don't even think about it. It's just totally not a frame of reference. And I think there was another one, too, but, like see, the Iron Curtain, too. That's so funny, mm-hmm. though, because, I mean, literally – that I mean, that's because our generation had to like experience it. We had to go through not having it to having it. Yes. Whereas once after ninety, after nineteen ninety, people just didn't. They already it was already right. there. It's so it funny. Is funny. Yeah, we had to go down to the office and beg for information. In oh hard yeah, copies. go to the library. Right. <laughs> well, right. and actually, the other thing, the freaking card catalog. Oh, oh my Dewey god. Decimal. <laughs> So in another episode we were watching, she couldn't, she's like, there were like two Germanys, you know, like what? And I'm like, oh yeah. I was and like, I was just... West and East Germany. And she looks at me like, I'm like, you know, before and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like it's just so, you just take yeah. it for granted that you pre yeah, well, after, after well, and before, right. and before and after Yeah, well. I don't even, ha- I mean, of course you learn about it and yeah. I remember, right. but it's like my, I, Germany's always been one since I yeah. was alive. <laughs> it's so funny. That 1989 is when it came down, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 so funny. I have explained some of that to my teenage daughter who's watched it and asked me yep. questions. It's just so funny because, <laughs> you know, they get into it. But that's cool, though, that that, it's that, that doesn't stop it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's like, that's like right. them experiencing what our childhood was like. It's yeah. kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was too young to fully understand all of this when I was watching it. So it's kind of fun to go back and kind of relive some of it. Right. All right, so she's figured this out. She knows, you know, what she needs to do. She needs to go uh, to the colonial cookery where they're, you know, doing this in Virginia. But she's got this whole brood of kids that she's got to take care of. So who does she call, of course? Daddy to the rescue. Daddy to the rescue. The kids come running out, and they're both dressed so cute in their little um, den mother costumes. It's so cute. It's adorable. She's like, Mother, I need you to take the kids back. And she's like, Where, what are you going to do? She's like, Dean's going to be there for dinner. She goes, I'll be back before then. She's like, Mother, I have an emergency at my club. And she goes, Clams again, dear. <laughs> One of my favorite lines. I love that. Dottie's so quick to point out that a good relationship <laughs> yes. is not something to tamper with. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why it's so important that Amanda has a man. Like I know. I'm telling you, Dottie is living vicariously through her daughter. She You're needs right. to get her own man. Or maybe she should start dating Dean. That's, I'm just saying. Yep. 100%. <laughs> she likes him. But 
uh, this begs the question, how is Dottie going to get all those boys home? She doesn't drive. And how did Amanda get them all there at one time? What did she do? Mm-hmm. I guess it's the local neighborhood TV station. Because <laughs> everybody has that in their neighborhood. All of the kids would fit in that in that in that. Um, do you right, think but she left. That? But she left with her station wagon because she has it now. So yeah. how did the boys get home <laughs> with all those kids? Yeah, getting them there, I can understand. Getting them home, not. And so then much. how is Dottie going to get them home, for that matter? Yeah, because and then try. also, um, they're the Boy Scouts in this one, but in the subsequent episodes, it's the Junior Trailblazers. So it's interesting why it changed. I don't know. Mm. I wonder if they had to pay licensing yeah, or something like that maybe i don't know i don't know but i recognize a lot of that the stash i mean they're all the same because i just yeah. went through it with for oh, my yeah. son it's amazing that mm-hmm. the boy scout stuff hasn't changed yeah, that's, very that much funny. but yeah there's lots of things about oh the amen yeah. <laughs> but maybe just you know having the, them be boy scouts was a problem for somebody yeah I don't i'm know. sure it probably was because i mean if you think about it like in other shows and movies and stuff they don't actually use Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. They give them another yeah, name. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that's why. You strictly follow the Boy Scout uh, procedures in the future episodes. <laughs> and they didn't want to yeah, do probably. that. They have yeah. to pay them a licensing or something. Too. Maybe. Okay, so she comes up to the to this large estate, pulls up next to it, gets out, walks up the long driveway, and then finds a man who's unloading produce. And um, obviously they've gotten a big order of food and she she comes up and she picks up a a melon off the ground and she whispers kind of mumbles to herself and she goes i hope one day i'll look back on this and laugh (laughs) which hopefully she did and uh she comes up and she's like (laughs) yoo-hoo he's like yeah what is it he's he's having none of this he's not really too uh keen on her and she asks if he wants to buy any cookies and he's like we already bought lady like buzz off so then she sees the seller accidentally quote unquote Knocks all over the fruit. All the fruit goes flying. And then while he's distracted with that, she runs down and hides in the cellar, which is very bold. I mean, he could have, you know, done something to her, you know? You don't know what's yeah, down there either. Yeah, really. I've never been in the cellar, but they look <laughs> creepy. So creepy. We don't have cellars here. We have basements, you yeah. know? So we don't, I'm not, like, familiar with how those are. I'm not yeah, I just picture something, like, just dank and moldy and musty and probably gross. I like how he's like calling her the Cub Scout lady, though. Cub, Cub Scout lady? Are you down there, Cub, Cub Scout lady? lady? Down there? <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he kind of gives up on her, I guess. I guess he just thinks she vanishes. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then she she hears some talking and uh, hears a door open, so she hides away in what will eventually we'll find out is the dumb waiter for the house, and she hides in there. And then we, when they open the door, we see Lee in there with the bad guy pointing a gun at him and telling him, we're going to kill you. And he's like, you know, this Pinocchio thing, this case you're talking about is, I don't think it's real. And he's like, could be, could be I'm buying myself time or it could be that it's, you know, real and you're smart not to kill me, you know. Then Amanda gets pulled up in the dumbwaiter and uh, gets pulled up in there. And then she's up then all of a sudden in the kitchen and she gets a look at what, mrs welch is doing and uh, she's talking with someone obviously doing a private cooking lesson but it's not so much a cooking lesson it's more of a interrogation here's some <laughs> sherry uh with that spike yeah right. spike sherry we're gonna drug you mm-hmm. and uh we find out it's francine and uh amanda's eyes are all wide because she can't believe you know here this 
nasty woman that's been rude to her is actually the leak that has been giving all this information to all these agents and that's why they've been killed uh, obviously unbeknownst to francine she doesn't know that she's being used like this and then mrs welch pulls out the information that olga i think needs to make her right, she gets all the information of for the next uh, meet that uh, one of the agents is going to have so she because francine's the assistant to the field operations manager and so they she knows all the information and what all the deals you know all the assignments are going out and who's doing them and where and and all that this is where we get to see how they make their communication recipes they're just throwing you know, stuff I together think, i think francine is talking about uh elwood yes. davis as the next agent they want to target and they uh refer to him as pears paul revere right, right. so all very colonial so, type names and then you know that like the time is related to how long they bake it and if that's one hour then he's alone or it's kind of clever right. lee then gets pulled out of the cellar and they're bringing him to the helicopter I'm not sure where they're taking him, but he's going up in the helicopter, and the guy puts him in there. And then Amanda comes around, because now Lee sees her hiding behind the car. She comes up and makes a, a fake gun with her hand and says, freeze, yells, freeze. And the guy turns around, and then Lee uses that quick moment to kick the guy in the head. She comes over, and she goes, that is what you say, isn't it? Freeze? He goes, yeah, usually when you're armed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a cute I know, line it's adorable. because in the original in the in the original script it had him like she asked did you change your mind about the cookies and that's what distracted oh, him to kick that's funny uh, they changed that to an absolutely adorable like that is you what know, you say scene with the fake <laughs> I gun. love it it's so cute so much better oh with it's the so fake much gun. better yeah, way yeah. better the changes they made are really uh, are really all for the better. He tells yeah. her to hurry up and get in, so she does, because she can't undo the kill a kitch, because who can undo the kill a kitch? <laughs> and she gets in, and he goes, put your foot on the pedal, hand on the stick. And she's like, why? He goes, we're going up. <laughs> she's going to fly this thing that she's never flown before. And so they go up very wobbly. The bad guys are, are shooting at them, and she, you know she's trying to maneuver this thing. They, they're, they're up, but they're kind of not up, and then they're down, and then they're up. <laughs> He's yelling at her, pull up, pull, pull up. up. <laughs> <laughs> and she yells, I hate this. <laughs> but, you know, she's, she's Yeah, doing... she asks how she's doing, and he's like, you're doing just fine. Open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, this whole exchange in the helicopter so is cute. one of my favorite scenes. And the whole, ep the whole it series, is. it's, it's great. just. It's so cute. I would have loved to have watched that get filmed. He's like, he looks down and sees that they the car wouldn't start for him. He goes, it's lucky their car coughed out. Lucky nothing. I put sugar in her gas tank. Philip did it once to Dean's car. It's never been the same. <laughs> Philip's a deviant. <laughs> Poor Philip. Definitely. Philip is a smart kid <laughs> who's trying to get a boring woman away from his mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A boring yeah. man. I mean, a woman. I met man. You Can know you what I meant. He's taking matters in his own hands. That's right. He is going to The bad guys it. take her car, and they're shooting at at the helicopter, and they're they're getting kind of tossed around by, by Amanda's uh, in, <laughs> inability to fly. Lack of helicopter skills. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> he's like, no, not that pedal. And he's, she's like, I don't know which pedal. And he, he looks over, and he realizes what she's wearing. And he goes, what are you wearing? And she looks over, and she goes, what do you care? <laughs> like, I'm saving your life, dude. They have time for clever banter, even when they're fighting for their lives <laughs> in a helicopter. Know, it's so cute. <laughs> I love their chemistry. It's adorable. 
So then it goes back and forth from the helicopter chasing the car to the car chasing the helicopter. They're low and he's like, throttle, throttle. And so she, and he's got his eyes closed and they're both screaming. And then she lifts up just at the last minute. And then the car goes flying into a ditch. And he's like, we got him. Gee, I'm sorry about your car. <laughs> <laughs> My car. Like, what am I going to do? That would be a bummer to see your car crashed in a ditch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do? And he goes, land. <laughs> <laughs> all the fun stuff she got to do. I want to learn how to fly a right? everyday life. She <laughs> runs home, comes in, doesn't even say hi to anybody, and she's like, grabs the, the chicken out of the, I assume it's chicken, grabs the chicken out of the fridge, throws it in the oven, which wasn't preheated. It doesn't season <laughs> it at all, right? Throws it in, she lights the candles, and note the yellow flowers again. Brings them to the table. Brings yep. them to the table, yep. And the kids are just standing there watching her, and her mom's just watching her. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you hear him, you just hear him open the door and he's like... Uh, Dean, that is. Yeah, Dean, Dean's like, honey, I'm home. And she's like, oh, I've been here the whole time. Like, yeah. you just see her brushing up her thing. Smiling, like, like oh. everything's normal. Like, <laughs> had a normal day today. Just yep. did my stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and so she proves that she can be, Everything. you know, the, the awesome mother and girlfriend and save the no world. Rushing exactly. By. <laughs> um, so then we go um, cut right to um, Billy's office with a very nervous Lee as Amanda is rambling. And uh, this is probably her best Amanda it's ramble. It's the quintessential Amanda ramble. Through the whole series. This is probably, I don't know how Kate actually did this. She talks so fast and so, it was like a stream Naturally. of Naturally. It was just so, yeah. like, just hilarious. bam, bam, bam. Just hilarious. Anyway, I couldn't get it out of my mind. That dog, Duck, a la Nathan Hale, and Valley Forge Flatjacks, and all the recipes that Francine gave. Well, what I did was I put sugar in her gas tank because I knew that when I saw the helicopter, that was the only way we were ever going to get out of there alive. I mean, they can't have done what they had done. I love to watch his hands in the scene because they're just, like, twitching so and aggravated. <laughs> She's going on and on. He just wants her out of there so badly. <laughs> And he's like, come on, let's. it's time to go. Say goodbye. She's like, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> he's like, now maybe we can call upon you in, in the future. And she goes, well, I am looking for work. This job does pay, doesn't it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. She's like, okay. And everybody's waving to her. And then she's out the door because he's pushing her out there. And then Billy yells, scarecrow. And he goes, I think we found you a new partner. And he's like, knock it off, Billy. And then Francine's like, oh, you two are darling together. I understand she knits or something. I'd button it, loose lips. And she just looks at him like, oh. Yeah, and she solves the case. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She knits and solves And then, this is really cute. This is actually down in Washington, um, down in Georgetown, uh, near the canal there. We got to, we got to go there and kind of take a bunch of pictures. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't rainy when we were there, um, but it. No, no umbrellas, but it was super cute to be there. So she's just another Amanda ramble going on, and she's just <laughs> talking a mile a minute, and he's just like, "Do you have a good?" Vegetable I could go man? to the butcher, and then I could go to the dentist, and then or no, the orthodontist, and then stop at Spy Headquarters. <laughs> it's so cute. Pick up a melon all, <laughs> all at the, at the same, same time. time, and he just turns around and looks at her like, "Are you for real?" <laughs> and then it ends there. <laughs> So cute. I mean, and he's wearing that. He's wearing that. Yeah, oh, you're right. He, you guys were the right. He does goat. wear it again. It's so mm -hmm. horrible. So gross. Ugh. Bad it's, costume yeah, designer. Yeah, on that one. 80s by 80s by fashion. But I, <laughs> I do like her umbrella. It's yeah. very 80s. It's so cute. Super cute. It is cute. Mm -hmm. 
this is yeah. what sets the scene. And I do remember Kate saying, you know, okay, this is a great movie. Now how do we make this into a series? And I think they do a really good job in the, the coming episodes of actually making it a really good series. Yep. Um, setting the stage for, for, for their relationship and, and what's to come. What we all know is to come. It's just so adorable. Their chemistry is what really plows Sells through. the show. This is part of the show where we'll give you recommendations for fan fiction that in most cases will tie into the episode we discuss. We're going to call this segment Dottie's Bookshelf because we all know how much Dottie loves to read her romance novels and spy novels. Today's episode, the first time, we're featuring an alternate universe uh, story, an AU story by Anne, and it's called False Start. And that can be found on fanfiction.net. And the story offers a different take on how the story of Lee and Amanda would have happened, how they would meet. There are two versions of it. There's a PG version and then a more mature adult version. Both are really cute, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun read. The other story we'd like to recommend is also an AU story. You're going to quickly realize I am a big fan of, of alternate universe stories, so that's mostly what I write myself. But um, this one is Stetson in Wonderland, uh, and this one can be found on S- smkfanfic.net. Um, by the author E. Eileen. And the story is a fun read about what would happen if Lee and Amanda's roles were, were reversed. So the single cocky agent is Amanda now, and the homemaker or the divorced, the divorced uh, man raising two girls is Lee. And he's living with his father, and it's, it's, it's a fun read. It's interesting. It's not a super in-depth story, so a lot of times it's more just um, changing the names and, and not changing too much of the story so it's not super deep um super deep dive but it is a fun read just all the same so we hope you enjoyed these recommendations um both stories will be linked on our facebook page which is at mkc podcast and you can find them there or you can find them as i said fanfiction.net and smkfanfic.net respectively uh in addition to dotty's bookshelf we're also going to recommend some videos as a part of the video vault we'll offer recommendations for some of the SNK videos that are out there and there's a lot of videos out there so if you have any recommendations that you'd like to share with us uh, feel free to share them but as part of uh, this episode we picked a few videos that we felt reflect the essence of what, what was happening the first one's based on the 80s song take on me by aha and this video was created by our very own taya johnston we recommend this video because amanda literally has to trust lee take on everything that's going on and we just felt that the video sort of captured that uh with the song but also with all the great clips that are included in the video so that's kind of a fun video that summarizes the first time and then a second video we'd recommend is called superstar well the song's called superstar by jamalia and the video is by love smk and this video just kind of captures the pull i guess of lee being a spy and his sort of cocky aura about him that's exciting that i think amanda feels a connection with and it's just a it's a fun video that i think kind of captures that first the chemistry and the connection they have in the beginning of the show so i hope you'll check those out um, in the video vault both these videos can be found on youtube and we'll also link them on our facebook page so thanks for tuning in to our very first podcast be sure to tune in to our next one when we'll be talking about episode two there goes the neighborhood you can check us out on our social media pages on facebook and twitter it's at mkc podcast and you can also check out our website mkcpodcast.com Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.